Welcome to Building Healthy Relationships, the Four Habits podcast, helping you enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work, and win at life. Here are your hosts, Dr. Andrea and John Taylor Cummings, recognized authorities on the subjects of improving work relationships and cultures, as well as couple and home relationships. Hello and welcome to our podcast friends out there. Today we're on podcast number eight. Number eight, wow. Yep, and we're talking about the top three essentials for sustainable career growth. Have you nailed them? And uh, this has really come out of conversations that we've been having recently where we, we realize uh, sustainable career development, career growth, how do I you know, manage my career? All those questions seem to be coming up, both from corporate clients as they face the next round of, what is it, performance reviews and uh, promotion rounds. We're near the end of the year. I think exactly. that's what's happening there. The yep. end of the year, beginning of next year, but also from the next generation. We've mm -hmm. had lots of conversations in our family uh, with those who've just started work about career expectations, how to manage careers and so on. So we figured, especially since November is a career development month, I think yes, they've called I it. So, yes, uh, the Sustainable Career Development, yep, something yep, yep. along those lines this month. <laughs> we figured this was a very appropriate <laughs> conversation. And it's great for us because, of course, relationships is at the core of doing it right. And it, in this session, we're going to touch on all three of the themes that we talk about. Harmony at home, thriving at work and winning at life. Yeah. So I think to kick us off, John, before we even get into the meat of what we're talking about, how about helping us with a definition of sustainable career development? What are we? What, what's this all about? Sure, it's always good to start with a definition. With clarity. Clarity, <laughs> so we know we're all on the same page here. Uh, sustainable career development, what does that mean? I think what we're talking about is careers that offer ongoing growth and development mm -hmm. uh, through the different seasons of life. And very important to think about the different seasons of life. Things are changing all the while. Yeah, and it's, so it's, it's from beginning to... All the way through. All the way through. Retirement, yeah. Um, but to do that in a way that supports balance and well-being, really mm -hmm. important to do that now, uh, gives meaning and purpose, very important, yeah. and also allows people to make positive contributions to society. Mm -hmm. More and more that's popping up on the radar. People want to do that. Long gone are the days of people taking on a job and job for life. Our parents, grandparents, you know, 40 years you're in a job. If you're lucky at the end of it, you get a gold watch. Those days are long gone. I think we all know that now. Yeah. In fact, I was, I was um, reading the other day that the average now is 2.7 years that the average person spends in a particular job. Wow. So lots much for 40 of, years, right? That, those days are gone. <laughs> lots and lots of change in careers. We're in a different world now, and people are thinking differently, uh, approaching things differently. That's so true, because especially after COVID, we've seen a real shift in expectations, haven't we, around what people are willing to do work-wise and what that the kind of balance that they want to achieve yeah. in life. So people are far more sophisticated. Uh, and it's not just about the actual job anymore. Mm. It's about the impact on the environment. It's about the commitment the firm has to diversity and inclusion. It's about their own growth and development and the support that they will get in that from from organizations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you add the hybrid mix into that it's about how can you stay visible and relevant especially if you're not just hybrid but if you've gone freelance how can you mm -hmm, keep mm -hmm. uh relevant in your skills so that you have this ongoing career trajectory so lots of things packed into that and you know lots of reasons why this is a conversation of them of the moment yeah um, 
there, we talk about top, the top three essentials, don't we? Absolutely. Well, we, we found in all the various conversations that we've had, and this is now over decades, mm-hmm. and even having worked in the, in the industry when we first started, started out together as working in, in the recruitment business, yeah. just sort of understanding careers and understanding people's direction and trajectory for growth. Everybody's trying everybody there's never everybody most people are ambitious and looking to You're make the most out of things about being i, I hate blanket statements yeah. people will always say i'm an exception most people i think are ambitious about their careers want to get the most out of them and we found really there are three things that make the make the difference yeah the first one really is owning your own career yeah taking responsibility for it and there are ways to do that, but of course, owning it is really, really important. The second thing is being really clear, especially in the current environment, being really, really clear on what is a sustainable rhythm of homework and life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can burn out otherwise, and there's yeah. been lots of burnout in recent times, people talking about that a lot, yeah, mental it's health real. challenges that yeah. come from that, etc. So being really clear on what is sustainable, what's that balance. And then the third thing really is about having courageous conversations. And actually, there are three uh, categories of people that you need to have those conversations with and yeah. hopefully we'll get a chance we'll, to unpack we'll a bit more of that in this in this session here yeah but really um getting those having those courageous conversations to get the support that you need to allow your con- your career to continue growing and developing is really really important um why don't you kick us off on the first of those ones which really is around uh owning your career yeah love that one as you know that's a particular passion of mine because i think over the years we've had this assumption well the assumption that it's your manager's job or that the company will if they're looking after you make sure that you're progressing in your career yeah for a lot of and people that's the assumption yeah we've kind of been unconscious mm-hmm. in how we've dealt with careers in the past and it mm-hmm. just kind of happened now we need to be so much more intentional and literally own our own career development beyond purpose about gaining the skills, getting the exposure, learning how to progress in our career. Hybrid adds an, an extra dimension to that because it's so easy to become invisible, isn't it? Where, you know, you're working from home, people might not be as aware of the contribution that you're making. You might not be as clear about what deliverables are expected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So more than ever, we need to be really on point about what's my role? How does that feed into the bigger uh, goals and achievements of my team and the organization? And how do I get measured? What are the things that I need to deliver to show that I have been meeting the mark and, you know, to do well in performance conversations? And, if- and, and, and just to jump into there for a second, you may get lucky and your manager's on top of all that and yeah. shares that with you. But if they're not, you need, you need to take responsibility for it. That- so in, imagine a world in which in one role that the manager is on top of that, the next role they aren't. You just need to allow for consistency just 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 decide to take responsibility yourself and not have to rely on somebody else doing it for well, you well absolutely because managers shift companies are restructuring being taken over mm. you know we're going completely off script here but remember that conversation we had with this woman who'd been with the company for 15 20 years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. was in tears because she was giving blood sweat and tears to the organization three takeovers later nobody knew the history of her contribution and she was she felt like she was starting over from scratch to prove every her time work. a new manager came in she had to start again this exactly. is what i do this is what i can bring to the party etc so. exactly so we yeah. need to own mm. our own career we need to own our own performance levels mm. we need to go into performance reviews with more um awareness of what we've done the evidence of the level that we've performed at so that that conversation is not a surprise and you can talk about what you need to um 
to to develop further, what you've done well, what training you might need, how you might need to be positioned in order to move up to the next role. What does that look like? What do you need to, to mm -hmm. demonstrate? Those kinds of conversations. Because if you think about it, it takes a really emotionally intelligent manager to be proactive about your career. Because yeah. what you're asking them to do is to promote you out of the team that you're performing in mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. they're depending on you to help deliver results. You know, yep. why would they? Way to put it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> why yeah. would they? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, managers have good hearts. They want to, but the, the, the top of mind for them is delivering on the job, on mm -hmm. the things that they're responsible for. So we have to, to lead the conversation about progression, I think, anyway, mm -hmm. especially now that you can become invisible in a hybrid world. Um, the other point that we want to make is... The, the the real fuel for motivation comes from this what what consultants call the OCM model, which is the overlap of what the organization needs from you in terms of your, your skills for them to succeed, what your career profession values and recognizes so out there in in the industry in the market. What do they demand in terms of each level of seniority, the, the, the skills and mm -hmm. the professional experience you need to demonstrate career-wise. And then the third thing is what gives you meaning, what gives you that sense of purpose. And to the extent that you can find a real overlap between what the organization needs, what the market values, and what you're passionate about, that's the sweet spot for, of passion uh, that will fuel and motivate you to get the job done mm -hmm. and keep you growing and progressing in the career. That's the center of the of the Venn diagram, right? Exactly. There. That's that's target. That's the bullseye. That's, that's what the you're sweet spot. Yeah. That's the sweet sweet spot where you're valuable to the organization. You're staying sharp in terms of of value in the industry, and you mm. know your market worth. And also, it's something you're passionate about and good at. That's that's the way to try to focus the mind on what is that, and how do I keep developing in that space? Yeah, and that that's from a. I guess from a hard skills perspective, from a softer skills perspective, I love the work, was it Harvey Coleman? Yeah. In his book, um, Empowering Yourself. Yeah. Uh, where he talks about P-I-N-E, the mm -hmm. pie model we like to, we, 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 we refer to it as. Mm -hmm. The way he, talk, he spoke there about, if you're trying to get your career to the next level, what are the three things that you need to focus on? Yeah. And I love his conclusions looking at the research that he had done. Three things, really. You need to look at uh, performance, image, and exposure. Mm -hmm. And actually, let's play a little um, little game here with our, our audience. If, if, if you were t trying to take your career to the next level um, and you had three levers to pull, performance, image, and exposure, and we said, look, here's 100%, divvy 100% up across those three, performance, image, and exposure, what weight would you put in each of those? How much How much would you weigh your performance, your image, and your exposure? And just to help you with the definitions, their performance is doing your job and doing a great job at it. Image is what do people think of you? Um, what's the um, what's verbal and non-verbal? Yes. Their experience of you, verbals and non-verbals. Yeah. How do you what act, you behave? About? What's your expectation of you as a person? Yeah. That's image. And exposure is who knows you who um who could promote you? Who's a I guess think of it as a sponsor out there in the yeah, world. Yeah, how many people can speak about speak what about you, you, speak do on your behalf in a exactly room when you're not there. So yeah. so if you had to divvy a hundred percent across those three, 
what numbers would you put in there? And that's really interesting because when we did it, you know, the, the, what we thought was the right way, yeah. uh, there were lots of surprises. In well, there so many times there. we've done this this uh, exercise with people now. I think it's a little fun exercise to yeah. do. A lot of people come back with 30-30-30 or 33.3 mm -hmm. across, yeah. you know, across the three. But you, you get the point, a third in each one. Um uh, or or they or there is a lot like sixty seventy percent on performance. Yeah. Oh yes, true. That's that's yeah. another 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 balance we've seen. Actually, um, the the research shows that really ten percent is what's attributable attributable to performance in terms so, of career progression. In terms yeah. of career progression, I like the way somebody put it. That ten percent. That sorry, your performance is really your ticket to the promotion meeting. <laughs> so it it gets you through the door. It, and if you're, if you're not performing, you're out the door. So yeah, it's really yeah, what yeah. keeps you in the role. It's a given. It's expected. You, for you to do your job, you need to be, you need to be performing. So that, and performing well. And performing well. Yeah, yeah. But that's only 10% in terms of the consideration of moving up to the next level, moving on in your career and growing yeah. your career. 90% of it comes down to your image and your exposure. Big, big numbers. I hadn't yeah. expected it to be that much, but yeah, 90% of it. Um, and when, when you break that down further, it's, it was 30%, wasn't it, that came down to image. Um, again, we said we had the, the, the um, definition of that, what people expect of you, how you turn up, how you show up. When they look at you, they think, yeah, this person can do the job. That's, that's image, 30% of it. Um, so for that, really, it's helpful to have and, a mentor. You or can people. do the job, and it's nice working with you, and you have a great attitude. Yeah. You know, It's what image comes to mind when people think about the experience of working yeah. with you. So if your image isn't right, you might want to get a mentor to help you get your image right. They yeah. can kind of, they've, mentor is generally somebody who's been down the track before and they can show you what's expected. Mm -hmm. except, oh, I don't think you did that one right. Yeah. That, that's kind of a mentor's role. But exposure, exposure is the big one. That's 60%. Uh, and that really is around people introducing you, knowing who you are, being able to, to go to bat for you. Mm -hmm. Remember, the, the, um, there's a meet, that meeting you came back from, there's a meeting Andrew went, went to, a networking meeting, and she had met this lovely lady there who came back, and she came back and said, look, I met this lady. She heads up one of the large charities, mm -hmm. um, and she suggested I speak to one of her contacts. So she sent an email to this contact. And straight away, a response comes back from the contact from, yeah. from the contact saying, "Lovely to hear from you. Never met you before, but my colleague said I should have a conversation with you. When can we meet?" Yeah. <laughs> now that's the power of that's a referral. What, that's what exposure. That's knows. absolutely the power of referral <laughs> exposure. If you're trying to have that, if you were to just reach out to that person called and try and get a meeting with them, you'd be there all day long. Yeah. You'd go through gatekeepers and all sorts of things to get there, but that power of that referral, just saying. Yeah you should have this conversation yeah that's exposure yeah yeah if i had gone to uh this contact directly and said yeah. your colleague says i should yeah. have you'd a, be there all day long i'd be there all day, all long. day long but because the colleagues say you really yeah. need to speak to andrea then the yeah. email was hot off of the back so, of so managing your performance your image and your exposure to a greater extent the exposure is the smarter way yeah to do things um, and and interestingly just to jump in there when we do this with a younger generation i think they get it more probably mm -hmm, yes. because of mm -hmm, social mm -hmm, media mm -hmm. exposure is the thing mm -hmm. not to fake it but to be intentional about volunteering for stuff going on projects that might not be directly related to your boss but mm -hmm. it's contributing to the well-being in the organization or being part of their employee network group in some way because that way you get to meet people at all levels of the organization in ways that your job wouldn't expose you to yeah absolutely now so that that is one great way to be um owning your career mm -hmm. um 
the the the, the second thing that you really want to be doing is as we said at the beginning is looking at being clear on what is a sustainable rhythm to homework and life. Yeah. How does that, what does that look like for me? Because it's yeah. going to be different for different people and it's going to be different in the different seasons of life. Absolutely. That is something that we learned so clearly. As, as life changed in seasons, for us it was not having kids and then having kids and then setting up a business and then go, all sorts of different seasons of life. Your requirements change in those seasons and you need to respond to those changes. Um, I think COVID was, was a real watershed moment for a lot of people because it made them stop and think, actually, a lot of people face their mortality, face mm -hmm. their own mortality, face mortality of the people around them. They lost loved ones. Uh, really sad times. Yeah. But it made a lot of people stop and think, actually, hmm, what do I want out of life? Yeah. Is it just work, work, work? And most people concluded, or a lot of people concluded, no, That's it isn't. Not it. <laughs> That's no. not it. <laughs> there are other things there. In fact, McKinsey did some research. I think it was 2021. So just... Uh, into COVID, into just COVID, coming out yeah. of COVID, um, looking at what they called a number of things. They called it the great attrition, the great resignation. But there were a lot of people just stepping back from organizations. I guess with COVID lockdown, everybody went home. A lot of people just weren't going back. Yeah. Just saying, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do something different. Time, isn't it? I didn't yeah. enjoy the commuting, all sorts of things. People mm -hmm. decided to do things differently. Um, interestingly, looking at an update they did in 2022. They then looked at what they now call the great renegotiation, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is people then saying, okay, I need to have a conversation with my organization because the way things were before didn't work for me. I did, didn't work for me, but I didn't know what to do about it then. They don't work for me now. Let's have a conversation about it because I want to do things differently. And there were two things they said that people were moving on from organizations when they, there was one was... Um, Work-life balance. Yes. Or the other ones were just not feeling valued. Yeah, yeah. Not value wasn't being communicated by the organization. They mm -hmm. didn't feel like um, there there was love. The love was being showed. Or or that what they did mattered. You know this this thinking about line of sight between what you're doing yeah. and how that links into the team goals or the organization goals. Especially if you're not in the office every day, hearing and being reminded about why you're doing what you're doing it's easy to feel like what you do doesn't matter mm -hmm. and you just don't feel valued and appreciated, especially if the feedback of, you know, positive reinforcement is missing. Yeah. So people are, are voting with their feet these days. They're doing things differently. Have this concept of the digital nomads. Why don't you talk, share a bit about that now? Well, I, I, I get really inspired by this concept because <laughs> I think I'd like to organize my life to be one of them. You'd like to do that as well. You know, Wouldn't these, we all? Yeah? yeah, exactly. These days, people are thinking very clearly about mm -hmm. what do they value mm -hmm. in life. And I know, mm -hmm. especially, I keep talking about the younger generation. Maybe they have, because they have less ties, they're able to act on this more quickly or spontaneously mm. but you now have groups of people you now have hotels who have clocked onto this digital mm -hmm, nomadic mm -hmm, lifestyle mm -hmm. where they've set up in beautiful locations wonderful business facilities so that people can travel there be there for a month for two months work with no problems in wi-fi connection oh, wi-fi connection the booth set up you did literally um, plug and play. Plug and play. You, yeah. you, you, what's the word I'm looking for? You touch down, you plug in your laptop, broadband connections, everything is all there for you and you can work. Exactly. It's all set up for working. So we spoke with this couple, uh, both of them, you know, they're a couple, but they don't have any children. Both of them professionals, I think, in IT. The arrangement with the organization very cleverly mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. you just need to deliver. It doesn't matter whether you're in the country or somewhere else. So they have this strategy of 
traveling the world over the next year, being mm-hmm. two years in each location. And as long as they mm-hmm. can plug in and have Wi-Fi, they get up, they get on with the job. They even manage with the time difference if necessary. Uh, but when they're done, they go to the beach. They enjoy a, a, such a different pace of life. And that's ticking the box on things that they value. So for companies who get this mm-hmm. and have policies in place that allow people to live their values, you will get them working full on when they turn up for work because they're doing it with a kind of balance that's Mm. important to them. Um, Some people want time to focus on a side hustle. You know, we were talking with our nieces Mm -hmm, and nephews, mm -hmm, weren't mm -hmm. we, about house prices and the fact that over the last 30 years, house prices have moved. If you use the UK as an example, the research here, the prices used to be kind of four times the average salary Mm -hmm, income. mm -hmm. Now it's eight going up to nine times the income. How can you even afford a home? You know, they're talking so many people are saying that their children have gone off to university gotten a job and some of them have moved back home because owning a home of their own just seems so far out of their reach so some people want to be able to contain the day job which is a guaranteed Mm -hmm. income Mm -hmm. and have time to work on the side hustle because that's the way they're going to pay their bills. Because that's how they're going to pay their bills. Because uh, there is what do you call it? Digital currency. You know, trading in um, what do you call it? What, um, NFTs or and it's, not just NFTs, but you know, bits and bytes, a Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin that's cryptocurrency and all that. Cryptocurrency. Kind of that's where it's You know, there is uh, money that you can earn doing that. You want time to do that, or there are people who just want time to be able to give back and or work people on... who influence on social media and getting yeah. paid by YouTube and all sorts. Of, there's all sorts yeah. of ways. So there's lots of opportunity out there, and it might mm-hmm. seem, I think. The, well, the younger generation were accusing us, the older generation. I'll think of myself as older generation. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, anyway. so you're, you're on your own there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm with them. But they were saying to us, interestingly, you know, you guys, you're always down on us for not, for not, uh, or for moaning about the, the cost of living and so on. You've got so many more opportunities. Mm-hmm. The opportunities are out there, but they're not optional anymore. They're, they're almost essential. Yeah. If you're going to meet those bills, you have to do something different. Just the job and the career. For a lot of people, not for everybody, but yeah. for a lot of people. Just that is not it's not enough. Well, I think there's something in there about being very clear on your values mm-hmm. and carving or or creating the balance that you want because it it can't be about just work, work, work and earn, Absolutely. earn, earn. It has yeah. to be sacrificing sometimes getting stuff so that you can be more present for the people and things that are important in this season, but working full on in the time that you have mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. But, as you can see, which is why I love this digital nomad idea where you work, yes, but you do it from a beautiful country where you're able to enjoy <laughs> That's always more. Been you. Always, always love that. <laughs> enjoy that more of the natural, of nature, uh-huh. of the sun, uh-huh. sand, sea. You can probably guess where uh, where I would be headed to, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to work from. Um, but yeah, there is this, there is... Uh, the, the real need to be intentional and own your career and make sure you're keeping your skills sharp and thinking yeah. about how to develop that. There is this need to be clear on what balance looks like for you, what will support your well-being and how you can create a rhythm to work mm-hmm. home and life that mm-hmm. gives that balance. Uh, and But to make that happen, this is where the relationships and the conversations come in, isn't there? Well, they're coming in networking in general to do the job. But as you mentioned before, there are three key conversations that we need to be having to make all of this work. What what are those? You know, well, it, it ultimately, when you look at life through the lens that we do, 
ultimately everything comes back to relationships. Mm. And I think when we share, hopefully you will agree with us, but really there are these three conversations that need to be had with key stakeholders around you Mm -hmm. to to be able to navigate the balance or or negotiate the right balance or renegotiate the right balance in life. And the first of those really is a conversation that you need to have with yourself. So this really is about self-awareness. It's about understanding what really matters most to you. Yeah. A lot of us don't make the time to, to have those conversations. To, to actually think about it. Yeah. yeah. Just, you, you kind of just, well, we're busy. You haven't got the time to do that sort of self-strategic thinking, what's mm-hmm. really important to me. But it's so, so important that you do that. Um, we share in, in the book, in, in, in the online course, that we have a number of different strategies for doing that cause they're, or, or um, templates that you can mm-hmm. use. There are lots of different ways to do this. But one, just to share one very quick one here, um, and it's one that became live and real for us because you challenged me on this one a <laughs> few years ago, didn't you? Um, where I had been talking about for a long time about learning to play the piano. Mm-hmm. A long, long time. time. <laughs> Our children play the piano. I kept saying, oh, you know, one day I'll, I'll do the piano. So Andrew said to me, uh, 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 when exactly is one day, day going to happen? When is this one day? You keep talking about one day you'll do it. Yeah. So we, we, Especially after 50. Oops. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Well, that crystallized it even more. So here's a challenge to you. To to help you put in perspective when exactly is one day. If you think that, God willing, 80, 80, 80 years is kind of the life expectation these days. Most people will get to 80. Not everybody, but most yeah. people. With a fair wind, you'll get to 80 in years. So to, to take eight, eight decades of life, mm-hmm. yeah? Discount the last one. Because in, in the last decade of life, either you may want to do something different, take life at a different pace, or, or, you know, if you haven't got the health for it, you may have ill health, you may just not be able to keep working at the same pace. So let's discount that last decade. Mm -hmm. And if you then say, okay, well, how old are you now? How many decades have you already lived? Or chunked into. So even if you're halfway, you have to subtract that one. So if, if you are... I don't know, mid forties. Yeah. Like, like myself, I th- I'd like to think, well, not, not anymore, <laughs> but if you are, so that's five decades kind of out. Yeah. Yeah. So five decades out of now you've got seven left. You've got two decades left to, to go. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that last, you've got two decades to make, to do the, the one day yeah. that you always said you were going to do. Yeah. So that really focuses the mind down. And if you're over 50 now, then you've got one decade left to go. Okay, when are you go- when is that one day going to happen? If yeah. you don't do it now, <laughs> as I exactly. said, the best time to plant a tree was a thousand years ago. The next best time is now. Yeah, get on with it. Get on with it. So really think about your what's most important to you, um, and that that that's a conversation you need to have with yourself. Really important that you, that you do that. Yeah, because there's the other saying that nobody on their deathbed ever regretted not spending more time at work. You know, what's the thing? that you are that that grating is the other thing isn't it on the inside what is it that's grating need demanding your attention mm-hmm. and not getting it you feel like the life you're living on the outside mm-hmm. isn't Doesn't reflecting the real yeah. values that you have on the inside that causes that grating and that causes stress mm-hmm. so the question is even if you find yourself in a situation where you can't change things now how what plans will you put in place to change it over the next few years so that 10 years down the line you're not saying one day, one day, one day. Um, so, so that's an important conversation to have with yourself. With yourself, yep. Relationship with yourself in that context. Yeah. Well, the, well, the other conversation to have mm. is a relationship with your boss or uh, and or your colleagues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because to make flexibility happen, 
teams, uh, team members and colleagues will have to cover for each other. And that takes a really courageous conversation, firstly, to say what flexibility looks like, what it is that you would need, what would make you feel supported for your health and well-being and, you know, your emotional state. Um, what you're willing to flex on to make work work, because it's not just one sided. But quite often this involves a conversation that crosses the personal professional divide. And that is still so ingrained in us that people struggle to have that conversation, to bring it up, uh, to talk about the, the kind of rhythm to being a present for childcare, mm -hmm. the need to be present for elderly care, the need to have time out for your mental well-being, whether it be, you know, needing to start work later because you need more rest or go for walks or, you know, how you fit your fitness and your mental health care in that. Uh, lots of things that we need flexibility for, things that refuel us, that allow us to play full on when we do come to work. How can we have that conversation? And again, just going back to what we said earlier, that conversation or your needs will change in the different seasons of life. Absolutely. So, yeah, you may have had the conversation before. You may never have had that conversation, but you may just be feeling a particular pressure now. Yeah. And that's because the season of life has changed. You need to do something about it. You need to have that conversation. Not an easy conversation to have. Yeah. You said it's a courageous conversation, but a necessary conversation if you're going to get the support that you need to get you through that challenge. Yeah. And even talking about hybrid, you know, we talk about the importance of relationships. Mm -hmm. Working from home more puts so much more pressure on the household. Exactly. And uh, for some people that works, especially if you mm -hmm. have the space that's set up and things can be, mm -hmm. uh, you know, compartmentalized. But for others, work spills over and impacts everybody mm -hmm. in the household. And sadly, during COVID, for example, you know, the, the, the just the, the, the natural tension of being present and grating up against each other more often than you would have done if you were out in the office, that created yeah. or, or exposed cracks in relationships. So even being able to talk about the tensions happening in your relationship at home and how that impacts the way you turn up to work or your ability to turn up to work is one thing. Uh, and in the extreme, there's domestic violence and being able mm -hmm. to make it clear that if the organization wants to move to hybrid, you working from home isn't even an option. You know, it's all these things that w w more and more we need to have the quality of relationships with our work colleagues and with our managers to talk honestly mm -hmm. about what good support and flexibility looks like. Otherwise, you know, we'll be breaking people by not having these conversations. Um, beyond just stress and burnout yeah it's real it's very real so there you go two conversations to have one with yourself and one with your bosses and boss and, and colleagues. colleagues yeah third conversation to have really really important one to have is with your support network at home your family could be partner could be children could be whoever you happen to live with if you live on your own well maybe it'll be friends who you you, you connect with or what have yeah. you but there are those conversations around what does your support network look like, your personal support network. Mm -hmm. um, if it's family, generally it's around roles and responsibilities. That's where the, the pressure can either build or be relaxed a little bit if you get the right support in place. Mm -hmm. we, it's, it's a, and again, in the different seasons of life, I'll bang that drum again, in the different seasons of life, the conversation needs to be rehad and renegotiated because the priorities and the pressures will change. Yeah. We've seen this one time and time again. I remember when I first moved from 
um, working in an office situation and Andrew was running a home-based business and uh, I moved from that and we well, we started running the business together yeah. here, wasn't it? We're both, so we're both now working in, in the home environment and um, season of life had changed so we hadn't had the conversation uh, until uh, Andrew got to the point where she she just felt like she was just it just it just wasn't working anymore. Just didn't feel fair, didn't feel right. She yeah, was taking I was, I was on everything. Getting, uh, you're being kind. I was getting a bit resentful and yeah, and, and yeah. well, from from my perspective, how I, how I would say in my, in my defense, and it's it's a very weak defense. I'll say that now. <laughs> but I, I said, look, she seemed happy to continue doing everything she was doing. I was just happy to let her. Why, why am I going to upset the apple cart? <laughs> It was a selfish thing to do, I know. But once we sat down and had the conversation, we were then able to say, okay, what are the different things that need to get done? Clearly, with the dynamic has changed now with me working in the house. Um, now there's, there's I, I need lunch, whereas before I might have had lunch from a you know, kiosk cafe or whatever, or cafe or mm -hmm. whatever. So now I can't be just looking to you to prepare my lunch. Or maybe we can do lunch together. I do that, you that. How can we revisit the schedule yeah. Now that we're working from home, this is the dynamic. This is all the things that need to get done. Who's going to do what? And that's a really, you know, well done for bringing that up because it's a really <laughs> important point. And I think a lot of people, uh, like we did for a while, you can get stuck in the conversation because I remember it was hard for me to even bring it up because mm. I felt as a good Christian wife, I should be able to manage all the household stuff, you know, cooking, cleaning, uh, looking after who needs what to be where kind like of I thing said, on I, my I own. Didn't, I didn't want to disabuse <laughs> you of that. <laughs> I felt like I should, but <laughs> no, the reality was we were working we'll, neck and neck yeah. on the business during the day. And then in the evening, I still had a second job to do. And this, the research, the stats show that a lot of women um, are, have been cutting back on hours because of this dual uh, career that they, they, they need to be carrying all the time. The dual so, certainly in the, in, the, um, in the wake of hybrid. Yeah. Of, of COVID, rather, with, yeah. with with everybody working from home, then yeah. Yeah. the 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 balance and the research shows that the balance certainly when it came to childcare, yeah. was the burden of that was on the on the women. Well, the way they've said it, and this is the topic for a whole other podcast, <laughs> is that the speed with which women have moved into the workplace has not been matched with the speed of men taking on more household chores and Correct. responsibilities. So it creates um, this tension that if you can't talk about it, you know, and the question to ask is, what are all the things that we need to stay fed, to stay clothed, mm. to have a clean, uh, you know, healthy environment to be in. What are all the things that need to be done? How can we renegotiate who does what so that everybody feels supported? So it's not one-sided. It's not saying, you know, men need mm. to step up and play their part, it, which probably they do, but I'm saying it's a joint conversation. Mm. I will say as another aside, just because it comes to mind, <laughs> that in the home, men tend to be dishonored. And in the workplace, women tend to be dishonored. You know, the value of what mm -hmm. each mm -hmm. is bringing is unrecognized. So well, we... if there are any jokes to be made, they're generally that way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, we need to get it right. In yeah. the workplace, to value and appreciate and recognize the, the role that women play and in the mm -hmm. home, 
to, to value, recognize, and appreciate the, the role that men can play. But we need to have this conversation about how do we do it differently? Sometimes cultural assumptions hinder mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. conversations. And when you challenge these core beliefs, it, it's really hard to even address like it. Like we said, these are courageous conversations to have. Exactly. They're not easy, but they're essential. If you're going to have the, if you're going to be able to strike that balance, the right balance going forward, you need yeah. to have these conversations. Well, and, and this kind of brings us into the wrap up, doesn't it? That's why having the skills to build strong relationships Mm -hmm. on purpose, developing the habits that create successful relationships will give you the environment and the opportunity to have these courageous conversations more effectively. You'll feel able to bring it up in the first place Mm -hmm. and even if you don't get to an answer in the first conversation like we didn't you know sometimes it didn't go so well but we kept bringing the subject up rather than sweeping it under the carpet until we got to a point that worked for both of Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. and it's this courage to keep going there wherever there is for you and have the conversation because together you can find a solution you can innovate around the solution that you need because this is something we've not done before Mm. but we need to get better at it um and that's kind of bringing us to a wrap you know be intentional about your career know manage your pie performance image exposure Mm -hmm. find the sweet spot a sweet spot the, what the, the organization yeah, yeah. needs, mm-hmm. what's uh, valued in the industry mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. your career, and what gives you passion. Mm-hmm. Know what you need to deliver to be considered a top performer. And then be clear, really, really clear on what uh, a sustainable balance looks like for you. Absolutely. Home, work and life, those three. They're all very important parts for... for uh, they, they all impact your career. They all impact you personally. They all impact your life. Yeah. Those three parts, be really clear on what a sustainable, key yeah. part, keyword sustainable, what a sustainable balance looks like for you yeah. there. And then thirdly? I thought we did the third one. The, the third, well, the third one is have those conversations. Have those conversations. Have those I was going to say relationships. You know, keep developing the it's habits. Relationships. It's relationship with yourself, relationship <laughs> with your workplace with your bosses and colleagues and relationship with your family support network yeah it's all those three relationships really really important to navigate those negotiate those renegotiate those have the conversations tough conversations but essential conversations yeah if you want to keep that career on the growth trajectory that i suspect most of us want well exactly that's what makes it sustainable a sustainable rhythm to work home and life, not just for now, but for the long term and the direction that you want to take your life in. So uh, I think we'll say that's a wrap and maybe the next one we'll do from a beach somewhere. Well, that that would be good. I look forward to that. (laughs) I can't promise, but I look forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. See you next time. Thanks for being with us. Bye-bye for now. We hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did and you want to hear more, the best thing to do is subscribe. Then you'll never miss an episode. There's a new one every Friday. You can stay connected with us on social media at The Four Habits for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and to participate in discussions related to the show. We always love to hear from you. And of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your preferred platform to allow us to reach more listeners and help people around the globe radically transform the way they do relationships so they too can enjoy better harmony at home thrive at work, and win at life.